0: of a shark.
1: And I'm a dragon.
0: And together
1: we are, we are Throwaway, Throwaway Lines. Lines.
0: Hi, I'm Carrie.
1: And I'm Mike.
0: <laughs> and today we're going to be covering the awesome graphic novel called Nimona by Noelle Stevenson.
1: And awesome it is.
0: It's so, it's, it comes in so funny and so like full of quips and like good humor. Um, and kind of this D&D-esque world and then, partway through the book, about halfway through, then it starts to get a little bit intense. But I think it adheres to my number one rule of comedy, which is comedy is better if it's actually got drama in it, mm-hmm. and vice versa. I like I like some comedy in my drama. I like some drama in my comedy, and Nimona brings it.
1: Oh yes, and I love the buildup because it starts oh, yeah. out very childlike, very mm-hmm. innocent very funny, much like Harry Potter. And as you go on through the Mm -hmm. graphic novel, it just gets darker and darker. And then the very end, I won't spoil anything, but the very end, it is extremely dark and it deals with some very dark themes that I think apply to a lot of us.
0: And systemic issues.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Which I
0: did not expect out of a teenage
1: graphic novel. Again,
0: yeah. And I wanted to, uh, I brought Nimona to Mike and was like, this is an awesome book. It's really funny. Um, it's by Noelle Stevenson, who I love and adore. Uh, she's This was her first kind of foray into things. Started um, out
1: as a webcomic, right?
0: Yes, and she had done two pages and mm-hmm. then just kept going. And um, then she went on to work with Lumberjanes, which is an awesome like series. It's really fun. And also has some LGBTQ stuff, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Because I think this one she was a little bit afraid to explicitly state that there was a gay relationship between two male characters but it's it's, it's definitely it's stated, implied
1: it's implied it's,
0: it's stated in the language if they if no one says comes out and says we were in a relationship uh they're implied that they were together it's implied like it's it's stated it's just not explicitly nailed down right. with the head yeah. but um Noel stevenson is a lesbian, who is a wonderful marriage to a woman. They they uh got married the other year, and they had a giant sword. She now does a Shira, which actually just concluded. And I just wanted to say because I vaguely remembered something about this, but then I had to text Mike today. I'm like, they're making a movie of Namona. It's coming out in 2022. Wow. So I am so ecstatic about it. I, I'm pretty excited
1: myself. I had never, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i a huge fan of graphic mm-hmm. novels. Alan Moore is my yes, favorite. Yes, wonderful, yeah.
0: Um,
1: but I, I had never heard of pneumonia. Yeah. And when you first said it to me, I'm like, pneumonia? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> and, um, but no, honestly, I, I read this in maybe two sittings. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a quick, quick read, but... Yeah. So thick with themes and layers of, you know, um, mm-hmm. like you were talking about social injustice and yes. and going against social norms and and mm-hmm. even the LGBTQ parts. Like, yeah. I did not expect all of that from a young adult graphic novel.
0: And it's, I, it is so unexpected. And I think she she really goes on to do this with Lumberjanes and especially with Shira, which was like her magnum opus, um, where she's able to combine a lot of fun and a lot of humor with very high stakes and with incorporating LGBTQ themes seamlessly she does it she does it more directly very directly in Shira which i think she was more hesitant in Nimona but so obviously
1: I, she's gotten a little more ballsy as she's developed her career.
0: And I think she also was worried when she was presenting this to, you know, a publishing company. Are they going to take issue with it and try to make it more mainstream? If I, if I put this in, are they going to take it out if it's explicitly stated?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I, you can see that kind of wrestling in the language she uses. But I actually came across um, Noelle Stevenson and then Namona. Uh, Noelle Stevenson was a guest player on Critical Role, the awesome D&D yes, show. Yes,
1: Critical Role. If you haven't seen it and you love <laughs> D&D, go watch it. It's on YouTube.
0: And she was actually a ship shifter in that, so that was awesome. Oh, that's great. She was a bear. Um, <laughs> and she, her book, they mentioned that she had written a book. And then I was watching something with John Barrowman from Doctor Who mm-hmm. and Merlin and all sorts of, you know. Uh, he played Malcolm Merlin and Arrow. Um, he was wonderful in that as well. But uh, he said that he adored Nimona. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, I get that he's into nerdy fandoms, but it kind of came from an unexpected place. So I was like, well, if John Barrowman likes it, I'm probably going to enjoy this. And I really did, but I just didn't expect how deeply I was going to feel for everyone in this book. I know, I know. And and. (laughs) Honestly, I, I mean, the th-
1: the show is called Throwaway Lines. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to elucidate our listeners a little bit yes. on the characters and the relationships mm-hmm. that unfold in the book. So without spoiling anything, there are basically three main characters in the book, I yes. would say. So there is Ballister, who it plays the primary villain, quote-unquote, right. in the book. Then there is Goldenloin, who plays the quote-unquote hero Mm -hmm. of the book right of the graphic novel and then there's namona and namona is kind of this i don't know would you say she's 15 years
0: old i i feel like she's in that young teen like the middle teens where she's got a lot of powers she has she has pretty much ultimate shape-shifting powers right um
1: but but, she's very she's very angsty her emotions definitely drive what she does and how she thinks a lot of the time.
0: She she has been rejected from everyone that she has ever loved. Mm-hmm. And everyone has feared her powers. And that has colored her reaction to the world. Yeah. So she comes to Ballister and wants to be her, his henchman.
1: And the best, part, <laughs> the best part about all of this yes. is that Ballister is not your typical, you know, yeah. ah, mad scientist, mm-hmm. like evil villain guy. He's like... No, I'm probably just going to sneak in in the dark of night and I'm going to rob the bank without killing anyone. And Mm -hmm. then the king will feel bad that he lost money.
0: (laughs) He just, he (laughs) wants to, he wants to hurt people in their pocketbooks, but he doesn't want to lose life. Right. He does not want to expend anyone's life over changing the system. Mm -hmm. And he wants to change the system. And he was kind of thrust onto this path because he lost his arm to his best friend and or lover, depending on your interpretation. But we're going. It's lover. Right. It's lover. It's lover. But, it's but, lover.
1: but when Nimona. Oh, it's, it's definitely lover. It's lover. lover. <laughs> when Nimona enters into his life, mm-hmm. um, there's this beautiful scene. It's hilariously written. Yes. And also beautifully drawn.
0: Yes. Um, by oh, Noelle. yes.
1: Um, but she she's listening to his plan. And it's really kind of a boring, evil plan. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. She says, and this is one of the direct lines, we could do with more general chaos. I'm talking fire everywhere. We'll murder the king in front of everyone, and then you could crown yourself the new king. And since Goldenloin is sure to try and stop us, I'll I'll disguise myself to get close to him and take him out before he knows what's happening. (laughs) So (laughs) obviously, and and she's like drawing flames and her as Mm -hmm. a dragon and like blood all over the place. She's obviously got a a bit of a darker streak to her than the main villain, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. of the book does. Um yeah. so I just thought that was hilarious and then <laughs> you know not much later after that mm-hmm. line Ballister says no that is not how I work and she says but we are villains villains kill people sometimes (laughs) and
0: she's she's making these arguments that to her are just like come on dude this is simple (laughs) i thought you were a villain man that's what it says like that's what the newspapers say that's what all the press says that's what everyone in this this kingdom says about you
1: that's what the institution
0: that's what the institution says yes so
1: i think honestly Mm -hmm. um you should give our listeners a better idea of what the institution is
0: the institution is kind of the origin story for Ballister and his love and former friend Ambrosius mm-hmm. Goldenloin, which is the craziest name ever. Um, and the institution made them, and then decided to discard Ballister, and that is the that is the source of his cynicism. And it's an interesting thing because you expect him to, as you say, be villainous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's really not. He's trying to change the system the best way that he sees through the mist. And he doesn't he's actually more virtuous than the so called hero the Ambrosius. Self-proclaimed yes. Hero. Well and you get the idea that Ambrosius is not the big thinker when they dated.
1: No. <laughs> no. Like No, he's more like the handsome. pretty He was pretty very handsome
0: and very you know. skilled. Um, but he was not the big thinking man right. in the relationship. Yeah, that and was And even
1: when he I mean, as he works for the institution, <laughs> yes. I believe they call her the executive.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, basically just orders him around and says, You're gonna kill this person and you're gonna do yeah. this and you're gonna do that and he's just like, Um, okay, I don't really like this, but I guess I'll do it.
0: Right, it's a job and he, you get the impression that he doesn't like thinking for himself. Yes. Um Which
1: actually is a great theme throughout the entire book. The institution also represents Mm -hmm. like social injustice, racism, homophobia. um, You know, all the
0: systemic issues that not any society. And
1: and I think it's really represented well through the illustrations Mm -hmm. too, because everybody looks exactly the same in the institution. (laughs) Everybody's got like the same weapons, the same Mm -hmm. armor, the same outfit. And the woman who is in charge, the executive, is basically like the overseer of everything.
0: Yes, and she, it's, it's interesting when there's a, the veneer is kind of, you know, lifted uh, when that all goes down. But I did want to kind of get into this theme that, for me, kind of spoke to me in a way that I wasn't expecting, which is uh, that Nimona can uh, many people consider her monstrous. And there is this, like, aversion to her, and there was actually a quote of yours, if you would be so kind. Oh, sure,
1: absolutely. That will
0: lead me into this uh, review of the book that I wanted to touch upon.
1: So, towards the end of the book, the executive is talking to, uh, I believe it's Mm Goldenloin, and she says, We assumed she was a girl disguised as a monster, but she's not. She's a monster disguised as a girl.
0: And that's also so interesting coming from a female character. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you've seen it in history with people like Phil Shafley in this country, who basically kind of handmade, tried to handmaid all of the women. Um, they did not get power. Phil Shafley did not go on to hold political power, but her propaganda rhetoric shaped this country. And pretty much sent us where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see that with the executive, as as a woman, it's like it's just so abhorrent. But there are women out there that will see other women be put on a leash if that means that they have more power. Mm-hmm. They get the power. They don't mind the subjugation as long as it doesn't affect them as exactly. much as their counterparts. And it's so interesting. Um, I'd write a bunch of reviews just because I was trying to see what the official uh, uh, critics of this book uh, kind of said. Um, And this was from a New York Times review, which I think is very much kind of a patriarchal summary of how the world views Nimona and people like her that might be monstrous. Um, Ballister, not Nimona is the character whose point of view we share. So the reader sees her through his eyes in one scene she is a terrifying inhuman shape drawn in scribbly black with glowing red eyes soon enough Nimona's true powers come to light she is monstrous she is forceful she is also a girl and therefore she must be controlled and we we saw this with uh, the crucible when we touched mm-hmm. upon that yeah but it's this thing um I've also seen it with actual historical murder cases um with women who were either accused or did it definitely everyone confirms yes that happened but it's it when a man breaks from society it can be feared it's feared it's not great society isn't happy about it but if a girl or a woman breaks from society it's like Society will burn the whole house down right. just to make sure that that person comes back into line or ends up dead. One of those. Either's fine. Society doesn't care. And so you really see that starkly with the executive's uh, declaration that she's actually just a monster. She looks like a girl, so you'll be like, aww. Right. She's got a shark head. Well, or she's, she's a dragon. So cute. She's then... so cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's... It's a lot to unpack in this book, and we want to do more graphic novels like
1: this. Yes, yes, I'd love to touch on some of Alan Moore's work. But just briefly, Mm -hmm. I also saw it from the human standpoint. Um, Rather than the big picture, I saw it on a very minute, like Mm -hmm. reflecting on myself or reflecting on some of my friends or my family. Um, Towards the end of the book, Nomona, without ruining too much or spoiling too much, she kind of loses control, let's just say. Yes,
0: it happens. A and lot.
1: there's a piece of her that kind of breaks off that wants to just destroy. Yes. And I know in my life, and I'm sure in mm-hmm. everybody else's life that's listening, there has been a moment where you've just wanted to smash something. Yes. And, or someone. Or someone. And there right. is this dark part of us that we harbor away. We kind of put a veneer over right. it, we mask it, right. compartmentalize you know, it. We compartmentalize yeah. it. Um, Because that's what's healthy. That's what's safe. In Nimona's case, she does the same thing over and over and tries to play it off. And then in the end, is just like, I'm not going to take the bullshit anymore. And explodes. Yes. And I think that, you know, that is her exploding and her Mm -hmm. dealing with it the only way she knows how is seen as her being monstrous when, in fact, it's just her trying to handle the situation the only way she knows how.
0: And I think it is it is a theme that you see in things like X-Men, you see mm-hmm. in Harry Potter, especially with the young, young, young kids in Harry Potter, because that's that's usually how they figured out somebody's magical.
1: Mm-hmm. As you
0: have like an explosion in public when you can't control your like emotions. Like the, the
1: glass at the zoo. Yes, and, and, with uh, the python, yeah, Falls into the python Yeah. Thing,
0: yes. Um, so it does feel that way because she's usually very focused with yeah. her energy. But she is still young. And... Well, she's
1: got she's totally got ADHD. I mean, she's well, yeah. all over the place. <laughs> oh, 100%. Focus, maybe maybe that's a little bit of a strong word. <laughs> well,
0: but she understands her powers. Oh, sure. She doesn't need to yeah. be taught how to use them. She oh, just yes. it's pure impulse, pure thought, and she is a being of chaos, which I do greatly appreciate. Mm. When I play D and D characters, I like to be chaotic. It's just more fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I think it's a good place for us to take a break.
0: We'll see you back after the chaos. Bye. If you have a favorite book, movie, TV show, play, or any other cool medium that you'd like us to explore, uh, you can send us an email to throwawaylines079 at gmail.com. That's throwawaylines079.com at gmail.com. Thanks for reaching out. With
1: pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> not with pneumonia. No, 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 no. Pneumonia. So I just, I really, I, I need to hammer home the silliness, the pure mm-hmm. silliness of this graphic novel. I'm sure there are people out there who have read things like Watchmen. Yes,
0: V for Vendetta. V for, and yeah. they're all Persepolis. extremely. Persepolis. Yes. I'm
1: actually not familiar with that one. Ooh, but okay. also From Hell. Um, yes. The Dark Tower series, which is an excellent mm-hmm. novel series and graphic novel series. Um, But this graphic novel is just so funny. It's got so much heart. And (laughs) there was one scene that I was just reading along, and and right after I reached it, I had to go back, read it again, (laughs) and then I burst out laughing because it was just so funny. So, Ballester is trying to access, I can't remember what he's trying to break into, Mm -hmm. it's either he's accessing his vault, or he's robbing a bank, or something like that.
0: He's usually doing, you know, evil schemes. Evil evil schemes. But evil question mark schemes?
1: (laughs) And he's he's standing next to Nimona and Nimona's kind of standing there tapping her foot like, okay, come on, let's get to the thing. And Ballister is talking to her and he's saying, I've got to enter a series of very precise entry codes which in turn activate the retinal scanners. Once the retinal scan is verified, the voice activation software goes online and then crash! (laughs) Nimona turns into a gigantic purple rhinoceros and just blasts through (laughs) the door and she's like, she turns back into Mona and she's basically like, "I opened it."
0: Yep, I did the thing. Aren't you so proud of me? Uh, like I, I, did, I did the yeah, thing. You were gonna do all this. I'm working smarter, not harder.
1: <laughs> it's just great. It's it's so well written.
0: It's and so it does. Funny. They're they're always playing back and forth, and it is like generational approaches to a problem. It's very funny. Yeah. And he's also very like pedantic and meticulous and like has to plan every detail which is
1: so ironic for him being the quote-unquote villain
0: right well then you know you gotta plot you gotta be good at plotting mm-hmm. but uh he he's he's such not a villain <laughs>
1: no, he's, he's really the not worst.
0: he's the he's he thinks he's a villain because everyone's told him that he's a villain but he's actually the the good guy
1: right <laughs> right he's like the Robin Hood of the story yeah. I just thought of it that
0: way yeah wow. he's wonderful um, but I did want to, going back into the goofiness of it, there's some really funny stuff, and especially considering, like, that Noelle Stevenson, you know, with her D&D stuff and, like, all this other stuff, like, you could see her playing video games. Like, she's probably a gamer girl. Sure. So uh, there's this whole section where they're talking, they're trying to figure out things uh, to do, just for just for funs, funsies, you know. And it's Ballister and Nimona. And it begins with Nimona. Well, what is there to do around here anyway? Well, we have world domination. It builds strategy skills. You can play as a dog, a boot, or a trebuchet. Bewilder uh, bewilder builds language and observation skills. I said I wanted to play video games. Video games are a waste of time. And board games aren't? Why do you even have these? No one lives here but you. I used to have some henchmen. Game night was a big hit. <laughs> henchmen? What happened to them? I can't work with mercenaries. It's impossible to build trust when they only care about their paychecks. Ooh, let me guess. The institution paid them off? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so even in, this, even in this goofy exchange... You're still getting a lot of information and in world building. Yeah. Um, because he used to have friends that he paid to be. You his, know, friend. his friends. <laughs> and he used to have social time with humans, which is really cool. But uh, he doesn't have that anymore
1: mm-hmm.
0: because basically society turned them against him.
1: Which is why I think at the beginning of bu- of the book, that's why he mm. accepts Nimona as yes. his sidekick, because I think he is lonely.
0: And she just appears out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It is really miraculous.
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: sticking to the mm-hmm. silliness,
1: before we move on to yes. another theme, mm-hmm. um, there's one more line that I absolutely have to share with our listeners. Um, so... There's this evil plot to try and capture Ballister and Nimona. And to keep a long story short, it's basically they are going to hold a competition and they hope that Ballister will come and fight Goldenloin
0: directly. Very Robin Hood. This yes. is straight out of so... everything related to Robin Hood. Yes. ever Robin Hood. <laughs> and so
1: they're setting up for like one of the first jousts and Goldenloin nor Ballister, I don't even think are even there yet. Mm-hmm. But you're just kind of getting a sense of place and what's happening in the moment and there's this great little like two picture like piece of a page that is essentially a throwaway line. Like if you could just read over <laughs> it and never you know think yeah. twice about it. But I read it like four times because I thought mm-hmm. it was hilarious. Um, it's it, the the line was on one side, knight errant, sir coriander cadaverish. And on the other, representing the institution, Sir Mansley Girthrod. <laughs> and
0: it's just, well, my God, that's very sexual. Gerthrod. Well, first of all, why would you call
1: yourself Sir Coriander Cadaver-ish? Yeah, <laughs> I'm
0: like, you're gonna die,
1: bro. And then the other one, Sir Mansley Girthrod. Yes. Could you ever think of a gayer porn star name? <laughs> it does
0: remind me when I was I was I did study abroad in Greece right before the uh, market crash in 2008, or 2008 rather. Mm -hmm. And um, there was one club that we think was a gay club called the Ramrod Club. (laughs) (laughs) And Girthrod just reminds me of Ramrod. All the way. (laughs) Yes. It's, It's wonderful. There's a lot. Like, that's the beauty of graphic novels. You could spend all day on the throwaway parts that the author, frankly, usually includes just for their own amusement. Right. And if somebody else gets it, that's awesome that's the cherry on the cake <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
0: um and then as we kind of get into more of the darkness of this book um there is this exchange between uh, golden loin and Ballister, and it kind of goes back to their, their their origin story together and how ambrosius was the reason that Ballister lost his arm mm-hmm. in it after a joust mm-hmm. Very, very kind
1: of Star Wars inspired in a
0: yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stories with uh, the protagonist losing an arm. Um, mm-hmm. Adventure Time does it now. There's mm-hmm. a lot. And then it's like interesting because that protagonist, Finn, has lost an arm in pretty much every iteration of him, reincarnation of him that there's ever been. So that's there's just a lot of thematic that's things with it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is about arms, but there's there's a lot of symbolism there to unpack. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ambrosius and uh, Ballister, Ballister's asking Ambrosius, "What if I cut your arm off right now? The then you'd see how fast the institution would cast you aside, just like they did me. You wouldn't, no, I wouldn't, and I'm the villain." What do you suppose that says about you? Hmm. And it is this—this this whole book is in shades of gray. It's—it's—it's um, it's, it's just so wonderful to piece together and take apart and kind of see how there—there there is no good, there is no evil except for the executive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Th- systemic, there's a lot systemic of systemic evils,
1: right? And there's a lot of role reversal. Yes. In this in this, book, in this um, graphic novel, mm-hmm. like like we said before, Ballister and Goldenloin are essentially the villain and hero, respectively. Right. right. However, they're kind of flipped. Like Ballister yes. is trying to save the people, and Goldenloin mm-hmm. is kind of dumbly following along with the institution as right. the hero. You know, it's it's fantastically written. And
0: I, and I he is the great. golden boy. Right. Like, he's literally wearing gold. Has golden hair. He mm-hmm. could not be golder.
1: He is the golden He's boy. He's golden loin. <laughs> His like,
0: name is Golden. He's golden. What's with it's
1: the names golden? and like being kind of overtly <laughs> sexual? <laughs> well, yeah, that's also very D and D. This book, this
0: book is very Dungeons and Dragons. And, it totally uh, is. Yeah. I came to D and D later in life, but I'm very happy to be in the know now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the world yes. too, I thought it was very interesting. There's this aspect of medieval knights mm-hmm. you know people are still riding around on horses right. jousting yep. but there's also like this not so much steampunk but mm-hmm. just like high science
0: there's a lot and it's yeah kind of modern adjacent science yeah um, and that's that's one of the that's one of the other things that uh pneumonia like usually takes issue with uh baluster about is because he's so into science like if there had been a big bang theory of this universe, he would probably be on it. Oh, if he I had totally any friends, agree. if he had any friends, he would be on it because he is the biggest science geek.
1: As a matter of fact, there's a scene in the book and I this is one of yeah. the lines I wrote down. Yeah. There's a scene in the book where mm-hmm. Ballister and Nimona are like stealing something from the institution yeah. and Goldenloin like Burst through the door, and he, you know, it's like this basic yes, heroic scene. Yes. And the first <laughs> words out of Golden Loin's mouth are, or is, Halt, you villains, unhand that science.
0: Which is just amazing. <laughs> unhand that science. <laughs> just, it's just great. Delightful. Ugh. And then Nimona does look up to Ballister because he is brainy, um, and she's usually just a creature of pure impulse, mm-hmm. but it. It does annoy her sometimes, but there's this funny quote exchange from them um when they finally get to the source of what's gonna happen to people, mm-hmm. normal, everyday citizens, and who is the cause of it, which guess what? It's the institution.
1: Dun 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 Because it's
0: systemically evil. <laughs> um so the she she asks them, so you're not crazy, huh? The institution really is up to no good. You thought I was crazy? No, no, no. Crazy in a good way. Evil mad scientist kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> because she's, she's looking for, I guess, any sort of discipline, but also not because she's a teenager. Right. Where you crave order around you so that you can kind of find your way, but you also don't want any order. Mm-hmm. It's but that she's push-pull. also she's it's also
1: <laughs> super duper normal, and so yes. is Ballister. There's this, yes. there's a great scene. I can't mm-hmm. remember lines in particular. Right. But there's this great scene where Ballister's like a boring Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and Ballister's like, "Do you want to order out pizza?" And yeah. Nimona's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Well, what do you want on it?" And she's like, "Yeah, I don't care." And he's like, "All right, I'll order it with anchovies." And she's like, "Don't you
0: Ew. dare!"
1: <laughs> and then later that night, yes. after they've eaten dinner. <laughs> They're kind of chatting, and then Mm -hmm. Nemona kind of, you know, falls asleep. And she falls asleep on his cape while he's sitting on the couch with her. And there's this really touching moment where it's like Ballister could be a great dad. Yes. He he kind of tries to get up and mm-hmm. Namona's laying on his cape and at first he's really kind of pissed about it. Right. But then he realizes she's sleeping and he's like, Oh, I'll just take my cape off and cover her up with it. Right. And I'll go to bed.
0: And and when she gets hurt, he gets really freaked out.
1: Yeah, like, but then she ends up having yes. lied to him right, about yes. Oh my gosh, there's so many layers. There's
0: there's so much going on and she it is it is interesting that the story is mostly told through balusters
1: point Eyes. of view yeah yeah
0: um because there is that level of fear and i, I keep feeling like i'm an x-men again when i read this every mm. time i read this because it is like oh the mutants are going to take over the earth but there's only one she's the <laughs> only, she's, <laughs> she's, the she's only it one. but she's so strong right that she probably could she could do anything she wants to do but she's looking for a friend who will not judge her for shifting the way that she wants to shift mm-hmm. and if people get hurt she. She doesn't really see the point in avoiding that.
1: And when we say shift, this girl shifts. This girl shifts. She shoots. becomes a triceratops, a yep. fox, a dragon.
0: The shark head's my favorite. A
1: shark head. Like, it, that Just was the seriously the cutest thing. And that's like page three. That
0: is her That is her uh, iconic uh, look is the shark head normal body.
1: Yeah, he's like, well, who are you? And she's like, I'm a shark.
0: <laughs> because she, when she approaches him to to get added to his crew of himself – um, because again, <laughs> no more hunchmen. uh, because the institution, um, she does not mention the fact that she is a shifter until she shifts. And he's like,
1: wait, what? <laughs> you could be useful. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: she's like, oh, well, I'm a shifter.
1: <laughs>
0: I guess I should have mentioned it earlier. Neither of them have good people skills.
1: And also I think it's important. I don't mm-hmm. think we're ruining anything yeah. that, to kind of recognize the fact that you never really learn where she comes from.
0: No, and she, I don't know that she knows or cares to remember or just finds it inconsequential. Yeah,
1: but I don't think that takes away from the story at all. I think... That it is perfectly okay for us to live in a world mm-hmm. where we don't know what or who Nimona really is.
0: Or how she came to be.
1: Because it's about who she is right now right. rather than how she became who she is.
0: And I think it's also one of those things that I think is so prevalent a theme in youth literature, which is don't analyze me, just be there for me. Right. Just be just be the support that I need.
1: Which leads me to the end of the book. Because yes. you have this fantastic oh, God. line. Yes. That really encapsulates the entire story mm-hmm. into like one paragraph.
0: Yes, and and Ballister Ballister tries to help and to guide, and she just does not want to be restrained. And even when some of the the bad things that happen because of all these characters' uh, implications and mis- choices and just the badness of uh, the Jade Root scheme, as mm-hmm. we'll call it. Yeah. Um, she. She leaves. She leaves Ballister. She walks out of his life. Or he thinks he's, she's destroyed, but she's, she's like, gone. But then she kind of pops up just just enough to let him know...
1: That she's okay.
0: She's alive. We're not sure if they're ever going to be good, which is fine, because he doesn't know. And she's not sure. But uh, he has this wonderful thought uh, at the close of the book. Of course... I still wonder about every stranger who gives me a knowing look, about every cat who watched me too closely. I can only hope I reached her in some small way, and I can only hope that if she does come back, she'll know me for who I am, a friend.
1: And also that that line, as beautiful as as Mm -hmm. it is, is paired with the image of Ballister and Ambrosius kind of arms around each other, walking off into what I assume to be some kind of sunlight or Mm, light.
0: The distance. Right. And it's
1: almost, (laughs) and again, we said this at the beginning of the podcast, you know, it's never really explicitly stated Mm. that they are a gay couple or were a gay gay couple, but it's totally implied just by that line, that image paired together. Also, they're talking in a pub Mm. at one point, and Ambrosius looks at Ballister and says, you know, things were good back before all this bad stuff happened. We were together. Right. And you don't ever say you no. were together with someone unless you mean in a relationship.
0: And also the, exec, uh, the executive, she uses it as basically kind of not blackmail, but like as leverage. Right. Um, on a yoke Ambrosius. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Well, to, to basically browbeat him into going against his conscience and doing things um, that he doesn't morally agree with. And she says, I know the nature of your relationship, <laughs> which it very, there's no other way, there's no other way to interpret that other than I know you guys used to bang. <laughs> like, I know you guys were together. <laughs> I know you guys were a couple at one point. Right. Like, there's no other kind of relationship that you would have leveraged that kind of way. Exactly. I don't, I don't go, you know, be like, oh, that, that teacher you used to teach with. <laughs> oh, I know the... <laughs> That teaching relationship. No, that's not how that works. If you're a law partner, you're not going to be, that's not, that's not how any of that works other than relationship relationship.
1: Right. And there's still people out there that don't believe that it's true, but I will go to my grave (sighs) believing that it's true. She
0: also has, she also has said that there is like an alternate universe where she pictures uh, Ambrosius and Ballister being like the gay dads, adopted dads to Nimona.
1: <laughs> and, uh, which is totally the real ending. Which of this is amazing,
0: book. yeah. In yeah. your heart you're like, Yes. <laughs> yeah. But and, uh yeah.
1: I think that's a great place for us to end this episode.
0: I agree. And uh we'll be back with you soon and enjoy and if you haven't read this book, please do. I hope we have not spoiled too much, but just what did you Oh we definitely
1: have not spoiled too <laughs> much. There's so much
0: there's so much more in this. Yes. Uh, there's it's a graphic novel. You could read it for days.
1: Yeah, and I know I say it every week, but do yourself a favor. This mm. is a great piece of art. So,
0: yeah. Well, have a lovely time. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Watch me.